This episode of Dean Bakari's Meaningful Show is brought to you by Flashbooks, where you can get best-selling business and self-improvement book summaries that you can read or listen to in under 20 minutes. To learn more and get started for just a buck today, visit www.getflashnotes.com. Welcome to the Meaningful Show podcast, where every single week we work to bring you an inspiring insight, idea, or interview to help you live better, work better, and be better both in life and in business. Brought to you by MeaningfulHQ.com, we've got one very simple goal here on this show, and that is to help you do more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Dean Bakari, and if you're ready, then I'm ready. So let's get into it. You know, you're probably at home. You want to be productive. You want to get work done. But one of the things that I always want to make sure that I do, especially if I'm anxious or stressed out for whatever reason, got to find a way to laugh, man. And usually it's stand-up comedy that I turn to. Watch a little bit of stand-up comedy almost every day. This right here is just as good as the best stand-up comedy that you have ever watched or listened to. You want to get productive. You got to get yourself in the best possible mood. And if you're pissed off, if you're angry, if you're sad, Anxious, stressed out. One of the best antidotes to breaking free of that, right? To shaking that nonsense off is laughter. And with that, standing in the office of the prophet of God. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, Satan, you destroyer, you killer. You get out, you break your power, you get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. <laughs> this is this is a preacher named Kenneth Copeland. And his hype man, I don't know his name, his hype man's name. But listen, you got you got to look this up. You got to listen to this. <laughs> we're going to get to some good stuff, but we're going to we're going to talk about how to work from home and be productive in the middle of a pandemic. But for God's sake, you got to look this up on YouTube. Kenneth Copeland, COVID-19. And you know, if there's if there is by God, if there's a way to make light of this, it's watching this thing over and over and over again like I have. Because, man. I call you done. I call you done, gone. You come down from your place of authority, destroyer. You come down and you crawl on your belly. Like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You will destroy through COVID-19. No 
No more. No more. Yeah, no more. Is finished. Finished. It is over. And the United States of America is healed and well again. Saith the mighty. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Peace. Who is also the Prince of War, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look, this has nothing to do with religion. This guy's a scam artist. If you've got half a brain, half a half of a half of a brain, it's obvious this guy's a scam artist. And I mean, just Google his name. You'll 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 find out real quick. So this has nothing to do with religion. I've got listeners from all over the world, from all religions around the world, and I love you all. This guy is just plain funny, man. You, this guy's just plain funny, plain funny. But the funniest thing is, he's dead serious right now. Dead serious. When oppression. Mean, nasty people attack his people. When mean, oppressive, nasty diseases attack his people, George, the Prince of Peace takes his place. You gotta watch the video. <laughs> and he becomes the mighty man of war. Thank you. Oh, God. Okay, listen. Okay, the comedic relief is over. Check it out. Today's episode, I'm going to share a full-on summary that we've done <clears throat> at Flashbooks on, it's one of our actually most popular summaries, audio summaries on a book called Getting Things Done. Now, if you're working from home, things are different, your whole flow has been shifted, and you might be having a little trouble. And this book, the beauty of it is, is that it operates on principles that you can apply and lay onto any context, any environment, no matter what work you do, no matter where you're at, the getting things done methodology can be applied to it and it can help you become more productive. And so I thought, you know what, let me just share the full audiobook summary for my listeners. And if you want the text-based version and the other resources that come with the summary, you can get that at getflashnotes.com. But on this episode, I am going to share the full audiobook summary for Getting Things Done by David Allen. Powerful book. I read it many years back, and I apply the, the principles from it the methodology in my life on a day-to-day -day basis. So I hope that it's helpful for you. I hope that you find it helpful, especially if you're new to working from home and, you know, things are kind of, maybe if you've got kids, they're, you know, distracting you, even though you love them, you know, then you're trying to get this home office thing together and you're trying to lead a remote team and, you know, it's, 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 it's not an easy thing to do, especially if you're just being thrown into it. 
all of a sudden. And this GTD, for short, getting things done, system can kind of help you rein that in and get some control over it. Remote control. And so with that, I hope you enjoy this. I hope you find value out of it. And I hope that wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, you're safe, you're healthy, and that this audiobook summary, the system that it teaches you, can help you reign a little bit more control over the work that you do and relieve some stress, at least in terms of your work and your productivity within your life. So with that, enjoy it and let me know how you like it. This is a Flashbooks audio summary on Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. Written and published by GetFlashNotes.com, narrated by Dean Bakari, original author, David Allen. You know that feeling you get when you know there's something that you're forgetting to do, but you just can't remember what that something actually is? If you hate that feeling as much as we do, then GTD, or getting things done, is going to be your foolproof guide to preventing that from ever happening again. How? Simple. The GTD methodology is all about capturing and closing every single one of your open loops. These are the things that you know you need to do but haven't captured in a planning system that you trust. Once you've done that, you've got a starting place to begin organizing and executing around every arena of your life. Powerful stuff. If you're ready to stop stressing and start accomplishing your goals, David Allen's Getting Things Done can help you create a simple, effective personal productivity system. Crucial quotes. Quote, Number one, collect things that command your attention. Number two, process what they mean and what to do about them. Number three, organize the results, which we, number four, review as options for what we choose to, number five, do, unquote. Quote, things rarely get stuck because of lack of time. They get stuck because the doing of them has not been defined, unquote. Quote, outcome thinking is one of the most effective means available for making wishes reality, unquote. Big idea number one, if your daily life is out of control, it's almost impossible to think strategically or plan effectively. When you're feeling really overwhelmed about how much you have to do, and who isn't really, it's difficult to focus on ensuring your life and work is moving in the direction you want to go. That's why it's important to get control of your daily tasks before working on your big picture life planning. GTD is a bottom-up approach to productivity. The goal is to establish a sense of comfort and control over the work that's on your plate right now so you can free up some mental energy and space to think about the big stuff. Big idea number two, define what being done looks like. Quote, having a clear action outline prevents procrastination due to imagined complexity. Unquote. 
most of the tasks people keep on their to-do lists are, quote, amorphous blobs of undoability. These are commitments without any clear vision of what being done looks like, and that is a huge problem. Your brain is naturally designed to help you figure out how to do things, but only if you know what the end point looks like. Everything you're working on should have a very clear stopping point, a point where you know you're done. If you don't know what that point looks like, you'll find it very difficult to make any progress at all. Here's an actionable insight for you. When you're having trouble making progress, first clarify what being done looks like. Big idea number three. Mental work has five distinct phases. Quote, there is no reason ever to have the same thought twice, unless you like having that thought, unquote. Not all work is the same. There are five separate phases of effective work. Number one is collecting. Collecting is the act of gathering inputs, resources, knowledge, and tasks. You'll have a much easier time making use of your available inputs if they are all in one place before you begin. The next phase is processing. Processing is the act of examining your inputs, what you can do with the resources that you have at your disposal. This is where you start separating things according to what you're planning to do next. Tasks, projects, future plans, and reference information. The third phase is organizing. Organizing means taking the results of your processing and putting it in a system you trust so you don't have to remember it all. Tasks go on your to-do list. Projects go on a projects list. Future plans go into a tracking system and reference information goes into a file or database you can access easily. The fourth phase is doing. Doing means working through the tasks you can accomplish right now. And lastly is reviewing. This means examining the results of your work, revising your strategy, and improving your systems for better results. Keep these phases deliberately separate and you'll get a lot more done. A quick review of what they are again before we move on to the next big idea. Number one is collecting then processing, after that is organizing, fourthly is doing, and then reviewing. Big idea number four, get everything out of your head. Quote, feelings of being overwhelmed, stress, and anxiety are caused by mental overload. There is a limit to how much unresolved stuff the mind can actually hold. Unquote. Many people try to keep track of everything they need to do in their mind, which is a huge mistake. Our brains are optimized for fast decision-making, not storage. Trying to juggle too many things in your head at the same time is a major reason we get stressed out when there's a lot going on. We're using the wrong tool for the job. The best way to stop mentally thrashing and start being productive is to spend a few minutes getting everything out of your head and on to paper. You can write or you can draw whatever works best for you as long as you can see it when you're done. Once the information is out of your head, it's far easier to figure out what to do with it. 
Even 10 minutes of externalization can help you feel less freaked out about your workload. Of course, it's better not to be freaked out in the first place, so make it easy on yourself to capture what you're thinking on paper. For example, you may want to carry a wallet that has just enough space for 3x5 index cards and a pen. This way, whenever you've got an idea, it's easy to capture it, even if you don't have your notebook or computer with you when the idea strikes. If you reduce the friction that you experience when capturing ideas, you'll naturally capture more of them. Actionable insight. Set aside a block of time to get everything out of your head and onto paper. Take as long as you need, and once you're done, notice how relieving it feels to not have to carry around all that mental baggage anymore. Big idea number five. Projects and tasks are two different things. Track them separately. Quote, the real problem is a lack of clarity and definition about what a project really is and what the associated next action steps required are, unquote. One of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to productivity is that they mesh together projects and tasks when they should be distinct and separate from one another. Most of your goals can't be accomplished all in one sitting. And when that's the case, what you're dealing with are projects, not tasks. A project is anything that takes more than one step to complete. A task is anything that can be done in a single step and usually in a single sitting. Since projects consist of several tasks, it's important to have a separate list of projects and to keep a list of tasks within each individual project. For example, this book summary that you're listening to right now is something that we could consider to be a project. If we just put do summary on GTD on our to-do list, we'd get really overwhelmed really fast because the project would have been way too big for our publishing team to do all in one sitting. This is why it's treated as a project, aka something that takes more than one task to accomplish. And the best way for our team to get it done is to chunk it down into smaller tasks. First, we read the book. Next, we write the summary. After that, the summary is proofread. And then it's edited. After that comes the audio summary, which needs to be recorded and edited as well. And once all of that is complete, the summary is then formatted to be consumed both in text format as well as in audio form. Now, once all of these tasks are complete, the project is finally made available for you to read or listen to on our website. Big idea number six, focus on the next action required to move forward. Big projects have several steps and can be overwhelming in their complexity. The key to handling these projects is not to focus on everything that has to be done, which is a one-way ticket to overwhelm. Instead, just focus on the very next physical action that you need to take in order to move the project forward. This might be researching a piece of information, it might be making a phone call, or it might be accomplishing a task of some sort. Whatever it is, it'll move you closer to completing the project. So don't worry about all the other things involved. 
only focus on what you can do right now. Big idea number seven, use the two minute rule for small tasks. Don't worry about tracking small tasks. If you can accomplish the task in less than two minutes, just do it. Or if for you, the two minute rule needs to be adjusted to the five minute rule, then you can do that as well. But usually between two to five minutes, if it takes that long to complete a task or less, it's better to just do it right then and there. Because writing down every little thing that you have to do takes more time than it's worth. If you need to send a 30 second reminder, for instance, to somebody via email, there's no sense in taking 20 seconds to write it down when you could just fire it off right then and there. The idea behind this two minute rule is to get things done, not to meticulously capture each and every little thing in some super perfect system. Big idea number eight, use reference and someday maybe files for things that have no immediate next actions. There's no sense in keeping FYI or long-term dreams in your active daily task tracking system. Reference files are great for storing information that you don't have to act on right now. These files can either be physical or they can be electronic. For example, you might want to keep important documents in a filing cabinet next to your desk and all of your electronic files and websites in a folder in your computer or on a file located on a productivity app like Evernote. Someday maybe lists are great for deferring ideas that you'd like to work on someday but you're not committing to right now. All of us regularly get ideas or flashes of insight about new things to do or places to go. And if you're like most people, they tend to come while you're focused on accomplishing something completely unrelated to the idea, idea that just popped into your mind. They usually don't require immediate action or planning either. So what's the most useful way to deal with these ideas as they randomly pop into our purview? Well, Instead of letting them get lost or forgotten, why not capture them in a reference file that you can actually go back to later, like during your weekly review or some other time. Later on, when you're ready to commit to a new project, the someday maybe item or idea might become useful enough to be promoted to an active project. Big idea number nine, build a trusted system that helps you keep track of your commitments. Quote, your conscious mind should be used as a focusing tool, not a storage place, unquote. If your mind doesn't know and trust some predetermined system or method of tracking and organizing your commitments, then it tries to keep them in your working memory, which drains you of the energy that you could be using for something else. Think of it this way. Think of your untracked actions, commitments, reminders, tasks, or goals like an open app on your phone that's just running in the background while you go about your day. Each open app that's running in the background is draining a little bit of juice from your phone's battery. And the more apps you leave open, the faster your battery dies. Your mental capacity is the same way. And that's why building a productivity system is so crucial. It helps your mind let go of tracking unnecessary details like running apps in the background that you're not using right now so that you can focus your energies on the task at 
hand. As we referenced earlier, this is why externalization works. When you put something on paper in a place you know you'll be able to find it later, you're freeing mental resources that can be put to better use elsewhere. The goal is to put everything, everything into a trusted system. Doing this clears up the clutter and opens up your mind to higher levels of thinking and creativity. An effective productivity system consists of the following. A list of active tasks. These are next actions that you've committed to accomplishing in the next few days. A list of active projects. A handful or more, usually no more than 20, projects that you're committed to accomplishing in the next few weeks. A calendar. These are appointments and commitments to meet with other people in the near future. A someday maybe list. Things to do or ideas you'd like to explore at some point in the future, but not right now. Reference files. Information or documents you know you'll need to refer to in the future. And finally, a capture device. A trusted place to capture your ideas or next actions as you think of them. And that's all you need to implement in your system. As far as tools go, it doesn't really matter what you use as long as you use it and you integrate the aforementioned items. Some people prefer paperless methods, while others prefer writing things down. But most people find that a combination of these two works best. For example, you might want to use a notebook for active tasks, an index card for active projects, the calendar on your computer or smartphone, a digital solution like Evernote for your someday maybe list and digital reference files, and a filing cabinet for your paper reference files, and another digital solution like Evernote again or some other note-taking or reminders app for your capture device. Big idea number 10. Schedule non-negotiable time for a weekly review. Quote, Best to not be too tied up in how often you should be doing a weekly review. Then, like avoiding writing your relatives because there's just too much to catch up on, if you're not getting to the review regularly, you'll just think it's too much to catch up with, and you'll quit. Anytime, any frequency is better than none at all. Unquote. Life moves a million miles an hour. And we often have so much to do that it's difficult to take a step back and examine whether or not we're getting the results we really want. That's why it's extremely important to schedule some time each week to do a weekly review. Here are a few things you should include in your weekly review. Process and organize anything you've collected but haven't handled yet. Review your active tasks. Are there any to add? Are there any to delegate, defer, or delete? Review your active projects. Are there any to add, delegate, defer, or delete? Review your calendar. Are there any meetings to add, delegate, defer, or delete? Review your someday maybes. Anything to add or promote to an active project? Your reference files. Anything you need soon? Anything to add or update? And finally, your goals. Are you moving in the right direction? Are you making progress? Are any changes or updates or enhancements required?
Now, don't skip this review. It's extremely important if you want to decrease your stress levels. Choose one day per week to block out about an hour or so and get it done. Here are all 11 steps to the GTD weekly review for your reference, which you can also download at OneSheet4 at GetFlashNotes.com. First is about getting clear. So step number one is collect loose papers and materials. Number two, get your in or inbox to zero. Number three, empty your head. Next is about getting current. So step four is to review your action list. Step five is to review past calendar data. Step six is to review your upcoming calendar. Seven, review the waiting for list. Number eight, review project and larger outcome lists. Number nine, review any relevant checklists. And then the final phase is about getting creative. Step 10 is to review your someday maybes. And then finally, step number 11 is to be creative and courageous, adding any new and bold ideas to your system. Closing notes. Top three key takeaways from getting things done. Number one, the overarching theme is keeping everything out of your head. The end result isn't just that you're more organized, but that you don't stress out as much with the ability to function methodically and execute seamlessly. Number two, developing an effective productivity system takes time and it takes experimentation. Oftentimes, people get frustrated when initially adopting GTD because it takes so long to get everything under control. Give yourself a break here. GTD is comprised of several small habits, and developing habits takes time. Instead of trying to install everything all at once, work on improving in one of these areas until it's effortless and automatic. And then, and only then, should you go ahead and focus on installing the next habit. In time, you'll master them all. And finally, number three, remember, the goal of GTD is to make it easier to do work that matters, not to procrastinate by endlessly improving your system instead of doing productive work. Try to avoid succumbing to productivity porn. Experiment constantly, but remember that the most effective systems have the same things in common. They're usually the simplest thing that could possibly work. When in doubt, remember, simplicity is key. So keep the essentials in mind and focus on doing the vital few key actions as best you possibly can. The final actionable insight for you is this. The first step you need to take in order to begin implementing GTD into your own life is simple. Close all your open loops by getting everything out of your head and into a system of some kind. Once you've done that, you'll know what you need to decide on, delegate, or delete completely. Thank you for listening to this Flashbooks audio summary on Getting Things Done. Written and published by GetFlashNotes.com Narrated by Dean Bakari, Original author, David Allen. For more great nonfiction book summaries, visit us at GetFlashNotes.com.
Yo, it's Dean. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you found this episode inspiring or if anything else you've heard on the show has helped you or made an impact on your life in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you showed me a little love with a quick review over on iTunes or on whichever podcast platform you tune into the show on. Every single review helps us reach and inspire more people to live like they give a damn. Listen, if you've got self-help questions of your own that you'd like me to answer live on the podcast, hit me up over at MeaningfulHQ.com. You can submit them over on the contact page, or you can just shoot your questions directly to me at questions at DeanBakari.com. Thanks again so much for subscribing, sharing, and tuning into the show. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's because of you and tens of thousands of other listeners from around the world tuning in every single week, week after week, day after day, that we are able to continue creating content to help you crush it and make an impact in your life and at work. So thank you for being part of this and continuing to share the podcast with your friends, your family, and anyone else you think it could help. Until next time, this is Dean Bakari telling you to go out there every single day and live like you give a damn.